Welcome. Welcome to Healthy You. What is that? A podcast from Raytheon Technologies that can help employees live their best lives. It helps me get in the zone. It, it helped me to change my mindset. Oh, I love it. It's me ready for my day. Now, listen in and learn how you can be a healthy you. Welcome back to the Healthy You Podcast. I'm your host, JT, and joining me, as always, is the man whose brain is a mystery to everyone, my co-host, DJ. Thanks, I I think. Uh, (laughs) As always, this is the podcast all about improving the wellness of your mind, body, and wallet. That's right, and today we're starting a new series focused on the mind. Yeah, so during this Healthy Mind series, we'll touch on several topics that will help us all improve our mental health. And today we're going to kick it off by diving a little deeper into, well, how the mind works. Yep, and that means we're going to need to talk about how the brain works. Right, let me stop you right there, right out of the gate. (laughs) Okay. What is the difference between the brain and the mind? Okay, yeah, Uh, well, see... The brain, JT, is an, is an organ, mm-hmm. an earthly vessel where the mind resides. So what you're really saying is you have no clue. That's what you're telling Yeah, me. no, I don't. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, uh, but what it comes down to is that our emotions and feelings, while, you know, it feels like we have some control over them, mm-hmm. they're really controlled by electrical impulses and chemicals in our brains. That's right. And understanding how they work is key to understanding your own behavior patterns and reactions. So, DJ, let's dig into a little brain chemistry. Yeah, but let's get real. Neither of us are experts in brain chemistry. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at yeah, all. Yeah, I barely passed regular chemistry <laughs> back in 10th grade. So. And that's why we've brought in our resident brain expert, Robert. Hi, guys. Happy to be here. But, Robert, are you really happy to be here, or is your brain just making you uh, think that you're happy to be here? Or am I just messing with your brain into Ooh. making you oh, think no. that I'm here? Ah. <laughs> but it's actually a little bit of both. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So let's start with the basics then, and, you know, talk to us like we're third graders. <laughs> right. If you could say everything to the tune of Baby Shark, that actually uh, might help a great no. deal. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, I will do my best. Okay, so first question. What is a brain and how does it work? (laughs) Oh, wow, well, that's a big question. (laughs) All right, well, let's just see if I can break it down here as it pertains to brain chemistry. Um, So cells called neurons are used to send signals throughout the brain. Now, neurons send these signals through neurotransmitters, which are the chemicals that we're going to talk about today. Some neurons release these chemicals, and others receive them. Mm. Uh, For example, your router sends out Wi-Fi signals that are received by your phone. And this system lets the parts of the brain communicate with each other. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Now, this might sound complicated, but you've probably heard of some of these chemicals. So let's just talk through some of the most important ones. Okay. Okay. So uh, looking at the notes that Robert was so kind to share with us, uh, Mm -hmm. let's start with dopamine. I've definitely heard of that one. Yep. Yep. Dopamine is a good one. It creates a feeling of excitement when you expect a reward. It's often called the motivation molecule as it helps to drive us toward accomplishing goals and increasing attention span and focus. So like when I tell my kids we'll get an ice cream after getting the flu shot, something like that. Right. Yeah. And like how you told me that we'd get ice cream after we finish recording today. (laughs) 
Two scoops of dopamine, please. The only thing that gets me to show up. <laughs> is the ice really cream. Is. Yeah. Now, when you're uh, when you're running low on dopamine, your life can feel imbalanced. You might feel fatigued, apathetic, moody, and even suffer from insomnia. But the brain will release dopamine when you're doing things like playing sports, uh, learning something new, finishing a task or project, or or getting the big promotion you wanted at work. So if I just keep getting promotions at work, I'll never be sad. <laughs> that's that's what I'm getting. Uh, not e- <laughs> no. Not exactly. Uh, The brain takes what you have for granted, and then it takes new rewards to trigger dopamine. Mm. Now, this can lead to a lack of excitement or a reduced sense of accomplishment for reaching the same goals over and over. Right, so you can't just keep doing the same workout over and over and expect your brain to keep producing the same amount of dopamine. Right. Is there... Anything we can do to fix that? Well, uh, a lot of people without knowing it try to fix it in unhealthy ways. Things like nicotine, caffeine, sugar-laden, fat-filled treats are all very effective at increasing dopamine levels, but you can end up doing way more harm than good. Mm. So the key is to train your brain by building new dopamine circuits in healthy ways. Okay, and how exactly do we do that? Try setting a small goal each day and then taking steps to reach it. Your brain will begin to expect to reach that daily goal by taking step after step. Mm. Stay on task with micro deadlines. Record those small accomplishments. Share the results with your your team or family. And then focus on how great you'll feel when your project is complete. And I'm assuming the answer is yes, because the answer is always yes. But does diet play a part in this? Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Boost your diet with healthy dopamine-filled foods like dairy, nuts, unprocessed meats, and of course, exercise, meditation, and sleep can help a ton too. Yeah, we've done shows on each of those topics, so if you're listening, be sure to check those out too. Okay, uh, so next up on our list is Sarah Tonin. Yeah, went to high school with her, I think. Sarah Tonin. <laughs> no, <laughs> nice no, girl. no. Sarah Tonin, it says here on Robert's notes, mm. uh, is a neurotransmitter associated with memory and learning. That's right. And, and researchers believe it also plays a part in the regeneration of brain cells, which has been linked to easing depression. So when your serotonin levels are off, that can result in increased anger, anxiety, depression, or panic. All right. And uh, how do we boost these levels? Let me guess. Diet, exercise, sleep. Meditation. Don't forget yep. meditation. Definitely yep. meditation. Yep. You are basically right. <laughs> We can increase serotonin in the brain by eating healthy and breaking a sweat every day. But you might not have seen this coming. Another way to increase serotonin is to harness the power of positive thought. Mm -hmm. For instance, by focusing on the value of what you have instead of on the shortcomings of what you don't have, you will train your brain to feel good about your current circumstances instead of feeling pain about what you lack. Ah, yes. In fact, we've already got you booked to come back on with us for episode two in this series to talk about that very thing. Nice. Awesome. Okay. Uh, This next chemical on our list, what's up next? That would be oxytocin. Ah, yes. Also known as the love drug. Hey, now. Okay, okay, okay. Calm it down. Uh, Yeah, so this chemical creates that warm feeling you get from social support. Uh, It's generally triggered by things like trust and touch. And it's a really important one right now during the coronavirus pandemic. Um, Physical distancing and self-isolation has really limited people's human contact, 
which can really affect levels of oxytocin. Yeah, which is demonstrated by the three of us recording this podcast in our own homes in a closet away from all <laughs> yes. human contact. Right. And light, actually. I'm feeling my oxytocin levels <laughs> dropping as we speak. Right. <laughs> it is so true. Uh, in-person interactions are the best way to increase oxytocin. But, interestingly enough, researchers have found that video conferencing is about 80% effective. Oh, okay. That's and cool. even just anticipated social contact, like a planned video call with relatives or friends or a couple of guys you never met before can actually <laughs> result in a boost of oxytocin. So call your family and friends, people. It's good for you. It's good for you. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> for sure. And you can also build a new oxytocin circuit by doing some activities like trying yoga or doing something nice for someone. And... Uh, yes, yes, that too, JT. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so the last two chemicals on our list um, that we're going to talk about today um, help our brain and our body deal with pain and stress. Right. Endorphin and cortisol. Endorphin is triggered by physical pain and can actually mask pain with a euphoric feeling, which gives a person who is injured or in pain a chance to flee a situation. Maybe you've even heard of distant runners talk about that runner's high. Oh, yeah. Uh, heard about it, never experienced it. Uh, <laughs> runner's low, though. Many, oh, no. many times I've had it. <laughs> no. Well, you can actually fix that because, thankfully, there are a variety of ways to tap into the mood-boosting, stress-relieving benefits of endorphins and get their full effect that don't include running a marathon. Oh, thank goodness. Endorphins can also be triggered by things like laughter. Right. Getting a massage or even eating a little chocolate. Okay, now you're talking. Now you're on my <laughs> wavelength. And our last one, um, tell us about cortisol. Right. Uh, cortisol is the body's emergency alarm. It's triggered by pain, either physical or emotional, and the anticipation of that pain. It can be triggered by internal threats like hunger, mm -hmm. cold, or injury, and external threats like physical danger and social isolation. But... Unlike endorphins, which mask pain with euphoria, cortisol does not feel good at all. And repeated exposure to threats can actually wire your brain to turn on faster when anything related to that past pain is detected. Hmm. So your brain makes cortisol, which feels awful, to motivate you to get out of that pain-inducing situation. Yeah, of course, in our modern world, we're not being chased by like saber-toothed tigers, but we have different types of stress, right, that lead our bodies to create cortisol, things like financial pressures, relationship strife, or, you know, general anxiety about life, you know, like worldwide pandemics, that kind of thing, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, exactly. And the best feeling of all, to the mammal brain anyway, is uh, no, <laughs> no, it's it's relief from cortisol. <laughs> but we have to be careful not to fall into patterns of putting ourselves in stressful or dangerous situations in order to experience that post cortisol high. Okay, all right. So now I feel like we have a pretty good grasp of all these different chemicals that are swirling around in our brain and <laughs> making us feel all the feelings. Um, but what can we do with that information? Well, it's important to understand that you have control over these chemicals and their effect on you. We are born with billions of neurons, but very few connections between them. We actually build our neural network by interacting with the world, and how we choose to interact affects the health of our neural network. Yeah, and we talked about some of the things you can do to raise or lower the levels of these chemicals, 
And a lot of them were the same, right? Right, yeah. Uh, good diet, regular sleep, exercise, mindfulness, positive human interaction. You always hear about those things because they are all so very important. And if you have a severe imbalance of one or more of these chemicals, it can cause serious issues. And if these everyday tips don't work, I encourage you to see a doctor. Thanks so much for joining us today, Robert. We're looking forward to having you back to chat about the power of thought in episode two of the series. Sounds good. Let's do it. Well, not right now. We're, you know, we're a one podcast a day kind of yeah, team, Robert. You know, we don't want to overstress right. ourselves. Okay. So. <laughs> if you have questions about anything we've talked about today, shoot us an email at healthyupodcast at benefits at rtx.com. Want to find out more about how to support your healthy mind? Sign up for Take 5 at the same place where you found this podcast, rtxhealthyu.com. And until next time, here's to a healthy you. And that's it from the podcast made especially for the minds, bodies, and wallets of RTX employees across the country. That's a great idea. This, this is Healthy You.